from Maple Valley to Snoqualmie Pass and everywhere in between, this is Taking the Fifth, the podcast of Washington State's 5th District Democrats. I'm here today in Issaquah with Jason Ritchie, who is running for Washington State Representative from the 5th Legislative District. Each district has two positions. Jason is running for position one against Republican Jay Rodney. Jason, tell us a bit about your background and why you're running for state legislature. Thank you, Josh, for the opportunity. I am uh, running for the state legislature because I own a small business. I work with uh, families of people with physical challenges, uh, installing ramps, grab bars, and running a small business is the challenge of a lifetime, and I don't think our state legislature does anything close to enough to help support small business owners in our community, in our state. So I'm first off going to advocate for small businesses in Olympia. Secondly, I'm a father. I've got two sons in public schools. Education is of paramount importance to our state and my family and our community. And I want to make sure we have the most qualified teachers, the best funding, the best resources for our kids so that we can make sure they're getting the best education to lead us in the next generation. Thirdly, transportation. I'm in the car every day going to job site to job site and transportation is just a mess. We need light rail, we need transportation options, and we need to make sure we are doing everything we can to invest in our infrastructure in our state. As a small business owner, how does your experience help your understanding of the issues that this district faces? Well, I'm certainly not a politician, and I'm putting progress above partisanship because I believe we need people that are more focused on finding solutions rather than trying to pick partisan fights. I'm going to come at this like I would any situation in my business. I'm going to come at this with a, a certain perspective that says, what's my task, what resources do I have available, and how am I going to go about accomplishing this task in a timely, budget-conscious way and make sure that I'm responsible and accountable to my client in this state, the constituents of the 5th LD. So you're running for a state legislature. What does the state legislature actually do in an average year? Not nearly enough. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's called a citizen legislator position. It's a part-time job, essentially. There are several months of legislative session early in the year, and then follow-on duties in the rest of the year that encompass going to events and making sure you're reaching out to constituents. Reaching out to constituents is the most important thing to me. Voting, being part of committees, making sure I'm representing the members of the district is absolutely essential, but coming back to the district, being home and living in the district is something that is incredibly important to me and I plan on going to every constituent meeting that I possibly can, including having every week office hours, coffee meetings with my constituents, something that frankly hasn't been done in the past. Well, our rapidly growing district faces a lot of issues. As you've talked to people around the 5th, what are some of the big concerns you've heard from voters? Well, education funding, education is a, a important priority for our state. Uh, we have a teacher shortage in this state. We have an education shortfall in this state. Funding education is a paramount duty. We have the McCleary decision that is absolutely the most important thing we're going to deal with. Uh, secondarily, transportation. We have a $16 billion transportation package from last session and zero, not one penny went to Maple Valley. The only thing the 5th LD saw out of that was a flyover between 18 and 90 that is five years off. We need better negotiators. We need better leaders representing the 5th Legislative District in Olympia. Well, we're currently talking about Sound Transit 3 building light rail extensions to Issaquah. How would that change this region? 
I'm absolutely in favor of ST3 because it comes out to Issaquah. It is incredibly important to me that we focus on growing our small businesses in Issaquah. Issaquah is growing at an incredibly quick rate and we need to make sure that we're respectful of the businesses in Issaquah and frankly the Snoqualmie Valley and down in the Maple Valley and Black Diamond as well. What ST3 will do is it will get drivers off the roads and clear up 90. It will make sure that we have people from Seattle, from Bellevue, coming out to shop at our stores and shop at our businesses here in Issaquah. It will help commute, it will help transportation, it will put blue collar small businesses to work in our community, growing and building that transportation corridor. You can't outsource a construction team that's gonna be building that light rail that light rail track in and out of Issaquah. I'm looking forward to those middle class jobs pumping money in our community. So the Washington Supreme Court handled down the McCleary decision over four years ago. Not all of the listeners understand just how tough the situation is with education funding in the state. So what, what is the McCleary decision? What would you do in the House to finally fix our education funding? Well, it is about uh, finding a more stable source for education funding. The, the quick synopsis is the McCleary decision states that our state is not living up to its constitutional obligation to fully fund education. We have relied up to this point, relied upon a mix of local levies to pay for education. That is unconstitutional according to the Washington State Supreme Court. So what do we do? We need to find a new, more stable, state-funded resource as far as funding our public schools. I will not support raising taxes on the middle class, and I will not support an income tax in this state. What I will support is finding a more stable and balanced revenue source that is constitutionally compliant and make sure that we're keeping highly qualified veteran teachers here, we're respectful of their time and their commitment to our students, and that's incredibly important to me. You're also fighting for a paid family leave. How would this help the families in our district? I-1433, it is all about raising the minimum wage to $13.50 an hour over the course of several years and paid family leave. We need to attract the most qualified and talented workers in this state. And if we are competing against New York and Oregon and Washington, I'm sorry, New York, California right. and Oregon, we need to bring those people to Washington. And those states have that kind of law. They're raising the minimum wage. They have paid family leave. We need to make sure we're keeping up with them to recruit and keep and, and retain those talented individuals. And as a small business owner, I look forward to making sure that those folks that are getting paid well and compensated appropriately are spending their money locally. So the Seattle Times has endorsed you over Jay Rodney, the incumbent, cited a number of his inflammatory statements, particularly about Muslims. How do we make sure that minority residents of our district are protected from hate speech and worse? Representative Rodney's comments are absolutely reprehensible, and to this date, he stands behind them. Um, I was honored to earn the Seattle Times endorsement. Um, I am of the opinion that comments like Representative Rodney make made last November and continues to stand behind today should disqualify him from this position. Um, I'm of the opinion that the worst thing we can do is point fingers at each other. Refugees, I'm a refugee, my family came here from Europe, you know, a couple generations ago. Everyone in this country, unless you're Native American, has a refugee history and we should respect that we are stronger for our immigrant history. Representative Rodney's comments hurt and endangered and incited fear and violence in the members of our community. And I can only ask Representative Rodney one question. If not them, who's next? I have one more question for you. 
how do we break the partisan deadlock we've seen in our state legislature and still get progressive programs passed and signed by Governor Inslee? Well, I think that that's, that's a lot of what I'm trying to do is to look at each situation, each proposal as a simple balance between what's the cost and what's the benefit. If we can make sure that we are being faithful and loyal to the constituents in our district and let partisanship set aside for a moment and let's focus on what's the benefit, what's going to be good coming out of Sound Transit or 1433 or 1491 for that example, that matter, what are the benefits that our community can get out of these incredibly important progressive pieces of legislation and initiatives. I want to look at it as a cost-benefit analysis and let the partisanship set aside. If we looked at that as a state legislature, if we looked at these issues as how are we going to help our people in this state, if we looked at this as a group effort, a community trying to grow together, I think we'd be far better off. And I look forward to leading that effort next session. Thank you so much, Jason. Do you have any other parting thoughts for our listeners? I appreciate the opportunity, and I, I love running for office. I'm having a really good Great. time, and I'm looking forward to supporting uh, Darcy Burner for position two and Mark Mullet in the state Senate, state Senate position, and uh, make sure you turn in your ballot before November 8th. And don't forget, the deadline to register to vote or to change your address is October 10th, 2016. If you're a new voter, you can register in person until October 31st. Ballots are mailed out on October 21st and must be returned by November 8th. This has been Taking the Fifth, the podcast of Washington's 5th District Democrats. For more information on us, visit 5thDistrictDems.com, starting with the number 5. Copyright 2016, 5th District Democrats.